The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, several international protection applicants had to sleep on the streets of Dublin last night. Why? Because the government were not in a position to provide any state-owned accommodation. Our chief reporter, Barry White, joins us now. Barry, you've been speaking to some of these people, some of these people who had to sleep rough. Is that right? Hi, Kieran. Good evening. Yeah, so the Department of Integration have told me that seven men who arrived here yesterday seeking international protection were not provided with state-owned accommodation overnight because, as you say, there is none currently available. So they had to sleep on the streets last night. Now, when I went to the Office of International Protection today, when I arrived there, there was a queue of around 20 people seeking help. I spoke to a few of them. So I think that number of seven is actually higher this evening. So we could have more asylum seekers on the streets tonight. Now, a lot of the people who were there standing around at the Office of International Protection today, they were confused. A lot couldn't speak English and they had no idea why they couldn't get accommodation. I met two men from Zimbabwe who slept in the airport last night. While I also spoke to Saeed from Algeria, he slept in a Dublin city centre car park overnight. While I also spoke to Mohammed and Tariq from Syria, who also slept on the streets last night. I arrived yesterday, I slept in the road. Then uh, this morning I come uh, here for, uh, for looking, uh, for, looking for uh, somewhere to sleep and eat, of course. So you slept here in the streets in Dublin yeah. last night? Yes, uh, I stay in the in a building, like a car station, yes. So you slept in a car park last yeah, night? I just uh, have a seat. And where will you sleep? tonight? Nowhere to to stay or to sleep. And how many people are in the same situation as yourself? I don't know. There is uh, 30 people. 30, 40, 50, maybe. After, uh, before two or three days. Where have you been sleeping? On the street. It's like a garden like this. It's uh, look like a home. Wet, cold? Yeah, more cold. More cold. Okay, the, I the have jacket and cab, but it's more the cold. Evening. And you're the same, you had to sleep on the streets? Yeah. When did you arrive? Uh, Yesterday. Uh, Is this a situation that you thought you would find yourself in when you arrived in Ireland? I I think now it's bad, I'm in the street. And where where will you sleep tonight? Uh, We didn't know. We didn't know for this time. We didn't decide. No place to stay there. There's no place. All right, I understand, Barry, as well. You, You met a couple and their child who had to sleep rough as well. Is that right? Yeah, Kieran. I met a couple from Algeria and their one-year-old daughter who arrived here yesterday evening. I also met them outside the International Protection Office today. Now, the couple could not speak English, but another man who was there from Algeria was able to translate and they told me they had to sleep in a train station in Dublin overnight. From yesterday, you know, I was staying in the college station, you know, and he called me this morning to show them the place, you know. So who had to stay in the, the train station? The college station, and his wife, she's pregnant at seven months. And, and the child? And the ba- child, yeah, he's one year old, you know, and he's sick, you know. And they had to sleep in the train station last night? Yeah, in the college station, yeah. Pretty shocking? Yeah. That's stress, you know what I mean? And do they know if they'll get anywhere to stay tonight, or...? No, it's good to... Good to get ask them here, there, you know, the asylums. I don't know. I don't know what you're good to say to them. You know? And when they arrived in Ireland, did they have any idea that this would be the situation they would find themselves in? No, no, I don't know the, the situation. You know, I was thinking just to get in to ask for asylum and, you know, 
to get a place to stay for a moment. Are they afraid or what, you know, having a kid? Yes, say yes. All right, Barry, I, like, I mean, homeless services, they'd be under pressure anyway. They're under pressure all year, given the situation in this country, particularly under pressure over the winter. And I assume that this problem now compounds everything, does it? Yeah, a number of homeless charities in Dublin have said they're currently bursting at the seams due to the increase of asylum seekers arriving in Ireland. For instance, the Capuchin Day Centre have been contacted by the Department of Integration and they've been told to prepare for an increase of people looking for food this week. Why Tiglin, who have homeless services and refugee services, say they are bursting at the seams when it comes to providing accommodation. They also run the Lighthouse on Pier Street here in Dublin, which provides dinners to homeless people. And they say they've seen a 30% increase in people using their services this week. And it's mostly people, foreign people, people who can't speak English, people who've just arrived in the country. And I've been speaking to Stephen Flood. He's part of Tiglin's community engagement team. So even yesterday, we would have seen a 30% increase yesterday. So we would have served over 260 to 270 meals. A lot of them would have been to foreign nationals. So we've also seen there is a new trend in like people coming in in their 50s and 60s, even as far as 70 now, with no English and nowhere to go, and they're hungry and stuff like that. So it's very hard on the likes of us as a low-threshold charity because it filters down and we're finding it very, very difficult to deal with this influx. So these people who are coming here to the Lighthouse, these foreign nationals, were they newly arrived in the country? Where were they from? Um, some are already in um, accommodation. Um, a lot of them are coming in with no accommodation. So they're arriving down to us looking for accommodation. Um, so some of them have been getting help from the Refugee Council and stuff like that. But they're coming to us looking for information, advice and stuff like that. Like there's only so many people that we can help in one day. Uh, it's just the influx is getting very, very hard for us. And have you been told to prepare to prepare for this that this is going to be almost become a common theme now and we're just like everybody else um, the only thing that we would have seen would have been um, the other day when the government said that basically when new nationals are coming in and stuff like that that they have to fend for themselves and find their own accommodation where there would be food vouchers and stuff available for them so like the best thing that we can do for these people is just give them some advice and um, try help them as much as we can give them food sleeping bags etc and for the people arriving into the country newly and are coming here looking for food or looking for accommodation are they shocked that they have nowhere to stay yeah definitely shocked so nobody wants to sleep on the street it's freezing out there it's wet it's windy you know who wants to sleep in a sleeping bag nobody yeah Stephen Flood from Tiglin what about the government Barry what are they saying well, look, the government did warn last week that some international protection applicants could end up homeless, as there is now a severe shortage of state-provided accommodation. And yesterday, the Department of Integration said they were pushing, were pausing using the City West Transit Hub as emergency accommodation for newly arrived international protection applicants. Uh, Minister Roderick O'Gorman was questioned about this this afternoon when he was in Geneva. He said the government are currently under severe pressure. However, he did say no families would be left asleep on the streets. However, we know contrary because I spoke to a family who had the sleep in Conley Station last night. While in the doll today, the Tichok Leo Varadkar was asked why Ukrainian refugees were being provided accommodation, but asylum seekers were not. And here's what he had to say. We're facing an unprecedented situation, um, a refugee crisis, uh, the likes of which Europe hasn't seen since World War II, um, the likes of which we've never seen in Ireland. Uh, and in the past year, we've taken in about 100,000 people Uh, mostly from Ukraine, but also from other parts of the world. 
uh, provided them with shelter, with heat and light, with education, with healthcare, uh, in many cases with employment. Um, there is no shortage of care uh, or compassion when it comes to this government in this country, but there is a shortage of capacity, uh, and we are running out of accommodation uh, for people uh, who come to Ireland. Um, people who come to Ireland from Ukraine have a different legal status. Uh, they are beneficiaries of temporary protection uh, and are legally entitled to be here. Um, when it comes to people who come here uh, claiming international protection or seeking international protection, uh, it's less clear. They may or may not be genuine refugees. And it does put them in a different category uh, than those coming from Ukraine. All right, that's the Taoiseach, uh, Leo Varadkar. Uh, this is a situation, Barry, one suspects is going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, in short, it will, an average of 310 international protection applicants arrive into Ireland each week. And it's my understanding that it could take the government four to five weeks to find new accommodation. And it's not hard to do the maths. We could see hundreds of men and women sleeping rough on our streets over the next few weeks. Um, I suppose in some some good news and what is not a good news story, the Algerian man who translated for that couple I spoke to yeah. earlier, he has just contacted me. They will get somewhere to stay tonight. A taxi has come to the International Protection Office and has taken them somewhere to stay, so at least they won't be sleeping rough in the streets tonight. All right, lesson. That is, uh, it is good news. You're right, it's not a good news story, but that is uh, good to hear. Our Chief Reporter Barry White. Barry, thank you very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.